Hi, I'm Mary Colbert and welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Channel. We are bringing you some amazing information. If you haven't seen the Gut Zone 1 and 2, you need to stop and watch those. It just layer upon layer, line upon pre <laughs> line, precept, precept upon precept. So we're bringing you, you know, current information. Uh, Don has lived this. I have lived this. This has been a part of our life. Uh, this next topic is very, very important, and it is a chronic problem across the board all over the world. Well, really. this is the most common gut disease that is seen in medicine. This is the most common gut disease seen by gastroenterologists, which are GI specialists, and the most common GI disorder seen by primary care doctors, which is irritable bowel syndrome, or IBS. I personally experienced it, mm -hmm. and I got it, especially after I had Giardia, which was an intestinal infection. I treated myself with Flagyl, which is metronidazole, and I literally fought irritable bowel for years, and I had the kind with diarrhea. So yeah. literally, when that would hit and I'd eat certain foods, literally, I would have to run to the bathroom. And so it was great to finally conquer that, which I did years ago, and I'm going to show you how to do it today. But first, let's start with just a simple definition. And see, irritable bowel sy syndrome is a functional condition of your GI tract. It's not a pathologic condition. When you see a gastroenterologist and they examine your colon and your small intestines, they say, hey, there's nothing wrong. Your colon, your small intestines is normal. But the definition is actually a functional disorder of the GI tract, which is a disorder of the gut-brain interaction and is related to problems with how your brain and your gut interact. Uh, the problems can cause your gut to be more sensitive and affect how the muscles in your bowels contract. Irritable bowel is simply a group of symptoms that include repeated abdominal pain that is usually sharp or dull or gas-like pains. Also changes in the bowel movements that include uh, either constipation or diarrhea or constipation alternating with diarrhea. But it's it is visceral hypersensitivity, which is increased sensitivity to pain receptors in your GI tract. That's all it is. And it's characterized by bloating and gas after eating. And that's what, what happens, you eat, and all of a sudden, it's like rumbling in your stomach. So we have pain receptors. Yes, we do. That are in there. But ours are hypersensitive. If wow. You have, now, again, I, have, I don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. But mine was due to the foods I was eating and choosing. So mm -hmm. you have to learn to choose the proper foods. Now, if I eat those foods, they don't hurt me, see? But mm -hmm. before, oh my, they would tear me up. Now, now, he covers this in his book. The, the, he gut, the, the Healthy, healthy gut, gut Zone Cookbook and the Healthy Gut Zone. This information is valuable to you. I'm telling you, you're gonna, it's not too big to read, but it's packed with good information. Now, we talked about diarrhea, constipation, or both. Sometimes it alternates constipation and diarrhea. I had the constipation, or excuse me, the diarrhea. Right. So I had um, IBSD. Okay. okay. Then so constipation is the opposite? Yeah, it can be constipation or diarrhea or both. Okay. So, some people with the irritable bowel, they get diarrhea, then they get constipation. Now, we're going to explain this, and here's how that works. Listen to this. Wow. Here's how it works. The bowel, the colon, is divided into three parts. The ascending colon, and if you look right here at my book, you can see the ascending colon is over here on this side over here. You can't see it, but it's similar to this. This is your 
left colon or you're descending, this is your transverse across there, and your ascending is over, it's outside the page right over here. So there's three segments. There's the ascending colon. So in other words, the food you ate on Monday is in the ascending colon. And then on Tuesday, it moves up to the transverse or the colon that goes across. And then on Wednesday, it is in the descending colon, the sigmoid colon, and the rectum. So you have a bowel movement. Uh, you, when you have a bowel movement, you are literally uh, getting rid of the food from two days ago. <laughs> okay. It's that in was, our GI tract for two yes, days? Yes, it's, it's in your ascending. Like the food you ate on Monday, it was in your ascending colon. On Tuesday, it moves to your transverse colon. On Wednesday, it moves to your descending colon, your sigmoid, and your rectum. Now, if you take, if you take a laxative or an enema, you empty the entire colon. It takes three days to have a bowel movement. So you think, oh, I'm constipated. No, you've just emptied your whole, whole colon. Or if you have IBSD, you can empty your whole colon in one day, and then you're constipated for three days because it takes three days to fill it back up. You see what I'm saying? Wow. So most people don't realize that. Ah. So that's how our body, we're fearfully and wonderfully made according to Psalms 139.14. Wow. That's, that's how we're made. And so again... When people are taking all these powerful cathartic laxatives because they're constipated, they're emptying the entire colon. It takes three days to fill you it know, back up again. I, I have to tell you, when Donna and I, we go out to friends to dinner and stuff, it is hilarious because by the time the dinner is over, it ends the up conversation in the toilet. is in the toilet. It's all, it goes to the toilet every time. Especially but, our, our older friends. Uh, I mean, that's all they want to talk about is their bowels. And when, when I heal someone's constipation, oh my gosh. They are so happy. I have some patients in their 80s, and when they see me, they're overjoyed. They said, Dr. Colbert, you don't understand. My bowel movements are normal again. I'm like a kid again. I'm like a 10-year-old, and okay. they get so happy. I, I got to <laughs> ask this because I'm like, three days? How come I've eaten corn, and I'll see it the next day? <laughs> well, again, sometimes it goes faster. It does. And, oh, okay. and some foods move faster. But here's with okay. your whole bowel. These people have hey, the thought. feeling that they have not completely emptied their bowel after a bowel movement. In mm -hmm. other words, they feel like they got more retained fecal matter. They also have lower abdominal pain that's usually relieved with a bowel movement. They have a bowel movement, the pain goes away. But that's a sign you have irritable bowel syndrome. And then they many times pass mucus with a bowel movement. So those are common symptoms mm -hmm. of irritable bowel. Now again, uh, People with irritable bowel usually have uh, either one of two conditions that go with it, especially if they're bloating or get a lot of gas. They either have SIBO or SIFO. SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, where you're not supposed to have any bacteria in your small intestine. It's supposed to be in your colon. Wow. But if you take a lot of antibiotics or if you take a lot of proton pump inhibitors, the little purple pill, Nexium, Prilosec, or acid blockers, the acid is what kills the bacteria in our small intestines. Wow. When you don't have enough hydrochloric acid, you're going to get SIBO. And mm. so also chlorine kills the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. Fluoride kills it. Pesticides kill it. GMOs kill it. You see all the things we're eating? You say, yeah. GMOs? I don't eat any GMOs. I guarantee you do. Most people eat GMOs. Genetically modified organisms are in the foods we eat. They were developed in the 1990s. Now they're in mo many of the foods we eat. Most all processed food contain genetically modified organisms. They trigger a lot of irritable bowel syndrome. They don't allow this in the European Union. When you go to other countries, I have so many people that go to Europe, Mary, 
And they come back and they say, hey, the weirdest thing happened. I, my irritable bowel went away. I said, I know why. Number one, they don't have the gluten like we do in our foods, and they can eat pasta over there many times, and they have no problem. And they eat living foods. They eat living foods, and they don't have genetically modified foods. Genetically modified foods. They're not allowed. No, they're not allowed. They are wreaking havoc on the guts of Americans. So many Americans, I mean, so many have irritable bowel. They just don't tell. They just think it's normal. I thought it was normal for years to have irritable bowel. Until I finally figured out I'm not supposed to re run to the bathroom. I'll never forget this. This is the truth. This is the truth. I remember the day Don one day was sitting and he goes, this is really strange. And I go, what is it? He goes, I don't have any pain in my stomach. None. And I just looked at him and I go, well, Don, you're not supposed to have pain in your stomach. He goes, I didn't know that for you. He goes, Mary... I've had pain in my stomach every day of my life, forever. He goes, this is the first time I can actually say I have had, I have no pain in my stomach. He goes, I thought that was normal. Well, I'll again, never forget I that. Used to eat I was like, every day, and gluten was an irritant to my gut. It blew me away. And so you may have to go back and listen to our prior podcast on yeah. uh, the healthy gut zone and leaky gut because I had to heal my leaky gut. But now I have a healthy, happy gut, okay? You're not supposed <laughs> to feel pain every day. <laughs> you're watching and this if you're having and you think that's normal. That is not normal. Yes, and if you're having constipation and diarrhea, that is not normal. We have to heal your gut yeah. in order to have a healthy no. body. Remember, all disease uh, literally begins in the gut, according to what Hippocrates said in 400 B.C. He was absolutely right. We're now learning, but we didn't know that. Now, just taking fiber doesn't necessarily no. answer. That no, problem. in fact, Either. if you have irritable bowel, you have to avoid fiber until we heal your gut. See there? Fiber and prebiotics can actually make your gut worse. So that's why I heal that's your gut important first. That's very that. important. So you now once after the gut's healed, after about one to three months, you have to start adding a little fiber and start with a half scoop or half teaspoon once a day and just gradually increase it and it'll and give it after your probiotics because it feeds the probiotics but first we got to just inoculate the gut we got to heal the gut we got to get rid of the bad bugs because most people with irritable bowel have either SIBO small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIFO small intestinal fungal overgrowth which is like candida or yeast or fungus in the gut. I know some of your patients, you give them a prescription to kill that uh, fungus. Yeah, fungus. Like, like I did for you when you, you took that to, antibiotic. Yeah, yeah, I gave you nystatin. nystatin. But again, we have tests. You say, well, how do you know if you have this? Well, we have a test. We have, and I, I had it in my last lecture. There's I always a it's, test. It's the GI effects uh, stool test and the GI map stool test. Sometimes I have to do both. I can identify if you have bacterial overgrowth, if you have fungal overgrowth, yeast overgrowth, or what's going on, and then what antibiotics or natural agents fix it. Now, as far as I like to use natural agents, if you have SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, usually what works is just this sustain-released oil of oregano that I get from biotics research, and it's called A as in apple, D as in dog, P as in Paul, ADP. Mm -hmm. And I give you, you feed your bad bugs before you feed yourself. So you take an oregano. It also kills parasites and yeast. This stuff is amazing. You just take one before you eat each meal and then one at bedtime. You do that for about six weeks and usually it kills it off. And then wow. you do that for about six weeks. You plant the probiotics, which is like our biotic is one that most people test for just one in the morning. 
And then you also start to heal the gut, which is the collagen will heal the gut. If your gut's leaky gut is not healing, we put you on orthomoleculars, SBI Protect, four in the morning. And then you, uh, to calm the gut down, we use our hemp oil, and hemp helps because stress irritates a leaky gut and causes more diarrhea. The hemp oil calms the gut down, calms the brain down, and helps slow down the transit of the gut so that it's able to operate smoothly. I think the most uh, important thing that really revelation, and people just don't think about this, is how much your brain and your gut are connected. It's huge, Mary. It's They're absolutely connected. huge. Absolutely. They are connected. Those sensors and in, in, um, in the brain and the sensors in the stuff, they're communicating all the time together. Now, like I That's say, amazing. we're not supposed to have we're not supposed to have bacteria in our small intestines. When you have SIBO, you have an overgrowth of bad bacteria in your small intestine. Those are supposed to be in your colon, not your small intestines. In order to heal that, we got to kill them. The way to kill them is number one, your oregano, which kills them, uh, the oil of oregano, which I like ADP. Or you can and or starve them, and that's what I did. I didn't have oregano back then. I didn't know about it. So what I did is I went on my gut zone diet. And or you can do the Beyond Keto diet in my Beyond Keto book. That literally takes away the sugars and the starches and the carbohydrates that feed the bad bacteria. We use that high polyphenol olive oil that helps to heal and soothe the gut and the collagen and the probiotics and then the, the hemp oil that soothes the gut. And you can also heal it that way. The ADP or the sustained release oregano is just a, it speeds things up so we can get rid of that. Now, if you have SIFO, which is fungus, remember when you're eating sugar, carbs, and starches, it feeds the yeast or the fungus. And so we've got to kill the fungus and I, I, oregano will do that too, or nystatin. If they come to my office, I'll many times use uh, either a, a sustained release oregano, which is ADP, and or sometimes I'll combine it with nystatin, a million units three times a day. You say, but that's a prescription. But again, you can get that from your doctor or we have physician's assistants at our office that you mm -hmm. can see that can get you that. So that works amazing. And then again, once you do this and your gut heals and your bloating's gone, then you can start slowly introducing like the fibrosome. The fibrosome uh, feeds the good bacteria so that they multiply it, and then you heal the lining of the gut with the collagen, and some people need the SBI Protect also. So again, that combination heals the gut rapidly, we find. And you have healed so many people. Oh people's my goodness, gut. so many, it's, it's so easy, it's so now, easy. Don, I can do it usually without testing too. <clears throat> I know. But some people need the GI effects right. or the GI mapping to see. Um, now, some basic information here. People should have a bowel movement every day. Yes. If you're well, not having uh, a bowel movement every day, you have a problem. Mary, ideally, the way this body's designed, every time we have a meal, we should have a bowel movement. A full meal. A full meal. Yeah. yeah. Some and people so eat just we, one full meal a day. Some people don't eat. Well, we have what we call a gastrocolic reflex. When food enters the stomach, it, we are designed to empty the bowel, the lower bowel. Okay. And so we're however Dutch, many meals you have. Now, if yes. you're someone who eats a That's meal a all bowel day bowel. long, <laughs> now you're in trouble. <laughs> you're eating too much. Okay, so. Um, but it, the biggest thing that triggers this, like I say, is the antibiotics, is the acid blockers, and it's the NSAIDs. 
which are the uh, aspirin, the Aleve, the ibuprofen, those are the biggest culprits. They damage that lining, they cause that overgrowth of yeast or fungus or bacteria in the gut, and then you've got a problem. And then when you eat, especially sugars, carbs, starches, juices, honey, maple syrup, all of a sudden your belly blows up like someone took a, um, a tire inflator and, and plugged you up and blew your stomach up where it went up like three sizes yeah. or something. And you have either SIBO or SIFO along with irritable bowel. And when you have that, you will have gas. Now, if you have that rotten egg gas, that is methane gas. That means you have that methanobacter um, smithii, which is a bacteria that needs to be killed, an overgrowth of that bacteria. What kills it, there are medicines that kill it, such as Zyfaxin, 550 milligrams three times a day, which doc GI doctors put patients on that, and another medicine, neomycin, 500 milligrams twice a day, which you take those two meds for 10 days to two weeks, and it kills 87% are, are cured from SIBO, 87%. But wow. the problem is this, side effects. Neomycin is an aminoglycoside. It can cause ototoxic effects, like you can lose your hearing. It also have, has nephrotoxic effects, which means it could stress and damage your kidneys. So I don't like those meds. I would rather use something natural. So what I use to kill those bad bugs, I use oregano, sustained release oregano, and the statin, along with probiotics, and I get as good effects or better without the side effects. So that's what I love about it. Yes, I now, do too. I love the fact that you prefer to use natural things that are healthy for the body. Right. I love that. Now, let me ask you this. Is This is normal. You mm -hmm. have a bowel movement, and then right. like an hour later, you have to go again for just a little bit more. Well, again, that can happen. That can be normal for some people. Because, mm -hmm. again, realize when you have that bowel movement, some people just empty just the rectum. Okay. And some people will empty the rectum and the sigmoid. So what will happen, the stool from the sigmoid colon will move on down the rectum. So a little while later, they have to have a little bit more. So that's normal. That's not anything to worry about. Okay. Now, talking about constipation, what is constipation? It affects 16% of this population. As we get older, over 60, it gets worse. Over 70, worse. Over 80, even worse. And when you're over 80, that's all you want to talk about. When you have normal bowel movements, <laughs> you want to brag about it to everyone. Okay? That's what my patients do. They come in first thing. They have a big smile on their face. Dr. Colbert, you should see my bowel movements. I have patients do this. They're so proud. Listen. Okay. You think I'm kidding? I said, I don't want to he's see your had, bowel movement. He's had patients <laughs> take a picture of it in the toilet, <laughs> and they send it to my phone. <laughs> I know. And I open it up, and I'm like, what am I She's horrified. looking at? Okay, but this is what constipation is. Number one, fewer than three bowel movements a week, you're constipated. Number two, stools that are hard, dry, or lumpy. Now, again, I talked about my stool chart. You want those stools in the three, four, and five class that I talked about. Those are like the snakes, the long snakes. So number three is stools that are difficult or painful to pass. You have those little hard rabbit pellets, you are constipated. And also feeling that not all the stool has passed. You're constipated. The most common foods that cause constipation are cheese, fried foods, uh, fast foods, white flour, anything made with white flour, white bread, white, you know, white rice, uh, you know, your pasta, that's white pasta, as well as steaks, burgers, all meats, cakes, cookies, pastry, and alcohol. <laughs> Those are the foods that literally cause constipation. Well, that's used American to be your diet. diet. That's America's <laughs> diet. I know. No wonder we're constipated. 
And I think more than 16% are constipated because I see most of my patients are constipated until I get them on a the fiber. And, you know, and constipation is bad. It's bad because those toxins are locked into oh, your sure. body. And those toxins are staying in your system and going in your bloodstream. Now it's also bad. get this, 90% of women don't get enough fiber in their diet. But get this, 97% of men don't get enough fiber. That's why we want the fibers on, but you don't want it yet if you have irritable bowel or SIBO right. or SIFO. It'll make wanna, it worse. Exactly. But we have had so many patients with SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Marriages used to be on the rocks. Relationships. I had a fella that had such bad SIBO, mm, his, all his girlfriend, he couldn't keep a girlfriend because he had the rotten egg gas, Mary. Yeah. And when we cleared his SIBO up and that rotten egg gas that he had literally all the time, he ran off all his girlfriends. Mm -hmm. He was so happy, he was able to eventually get married. He could, literally everyone broke up with him because of his methane gas, his rotten egg gas he had. And wow. so, talking about a happy patient, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, it was amazing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, a, like I say, most men don't get enough fiber. 97% of men don't get enough fiber. So we have to start Gee. getting fiber in our diet. But if you, let's clear your SIBO, SIFO, and irritable bowel think, first. Do you think that's because men are mainly <clears throat> meat eaters? Absolutely. Okay. Men eat way too much meat. That's why I get on my healthy gut zone diet or my Beyond Keto diet, my Beyond Keto diet. But here, the main cause of constipation, here's what fixes it. Number one, drink water. How much water? Eight eight ounce glasses a day, 64 ounces of water. I have a big glass on my desk every day. I drink that every day and I drink water every morning and I don't drink it at, at night. I don't Is lemonade up. okay? As long as this doesn't have sugar in it, sure. So okay. lemonade works. Well, inadequate water, water, number one. Number two, inadequate fiber. We need 25 to 35 grams of fiber, but again, don't be eating lots of bread because it has the gluten that damages the gut for a lot of people. Inadequate intake of magnesium, this is huge. Uh, now, again, I didn't realize that most Americans don't get adequate magnesium. About 74% of Americans don't get enough magnesium in their diet, which is 420 milligrams a day. So, again, take our magnesium, chelated magnesium, or a multivitamin has magnesium in it, and take uh, one twice a day or two in the evening. And you know what? This works really well with cramps. If you get leg cramps or foot cramps Absolutely or does. any kind of muscle cramps, Arculated magnesium is amazing for that. So again, 75% uh, of Americans, so I said 74, 75% of Americans don't get enough magnesium. And then aging muscles, as we age, our colon ages, it doesn't contract as well, so we get more constipation, especially mm -hmm. after 70 and 80. Mm -hmm. Meds that cause constipation, narcotic pain meds, and acids that contain calcium, like Maalox or Mylanta, which contains aluminum, makes you constipated. Lack of exercise. Exercise is critical in reversing constipation. And then sluggish or low thyroid. So many of my patients, they come in the office, they have a sluggish thyroid. I check their TSH, their free T3. Their free T3 is like 2.5. I put them on our thyroid zone. Boom, the thyroid starts acting. Their colon starts moving normally. And the last thing, it's real simple, drink a hot beverage in the morning. I drink my hot tea in the morning, but also a cup of hot coffee. Just don't put milk in it or sugar in it. Put a little, um, you know, stevia in it. I put stevia in my tea. I have my, I have my breakfast tea, and collagen. I also I put collagen in my coffee. But with my tea, I'll use a combination of cinnamon tea with jasmine green tea with lemon ginger tea and stevia. Delicious. Or I'll have coffee with my collagen in it, or a little MCT oil powder. 
And then uh, that literally stimulates the bowel to move. And so that hot liquid, it can be hot tea or hot coffee, amazing. Okay, now there's lots of complications. If you're constipated, you're more prone to anal fissures, that's tears in your anus with terrible pain, as well as um, hemorrhoids. hemorrhoids, fecal impaction, diverticulosis, diverticulitis, polyps of the colon, a rectal prolapse. I had a patient whose colon, literally their rectum came out and it looked like a flower blooming when I was in res. I'll never forget that. And I had to push it back in oh, and then wow. they had to have surgery. But again, we find that the constipation is the root cause of so many rectalizies, especially the colon rectalizies, especially diverticulosis. We had a patient, a friend of yours, that had severe diverticulosis all throughout her colon. Big, huge, it's like, I, I explained it to her, it's like knots on a tire so the tire could blow and form diverticulitis. She was so scared because uh, she didn't know what to eat. So I said, just take my fiber after each meal. Your fiber covers a multitude of scents and it just pushes the foods out and avoid popcorn seeds and nuts. See, popcorn seeds and nuts will get in those diverticuli and it creates inflammation and infection and they can rupture. And it's like a tire blowing out where you have to end up in the hospital on IV antibiotics. So she's done that. She's had no problems. It's been going on for years now and just protected her colon. So that's a common thing we see. Also, the best position when going to the bathroom is squatting. When we sit on the toilet, we have a kink in the lower sigmoid colon and rectum so that we cannot totally eliminate well. If you get a squatty potty or a little stool that's eight to 10 inches high and put your feet on that, it creates, it takes that kink out of the lower sigmoid colon and rectum and you literally are able to defecate normally and smoothly without retaining uh, fecal material. So it's a simple little thing that's helped so many of my patients. And then as far as what's fecal material made of, three quarter is water, one quarter is bacteria. And then we have indigestible fiber and body waste. And so again, the intestinal gas we've talked about, too much gas comes mainly from sugars, carbs, starches, beans, peas, lentils, peanuts, cashews, edamame, broccoli, cruciferous veggies, and like I said, the sugars, carbs, and starches, milk, dairy is huge, huge gas producer, fruit juice, fruits, a huge gas producer. Now, people with like, you know, the um, broccoli, you know, yeah, that oh my. Cause yeah. Isn't that because they don't have enzymes too to yes. help digest? Yes. Now we do, what you can do if you eat broccoli and you get horrible gas, you can either take, there's an enzyme I use called BV or bean vegetable semolase, which is a digestive enzyme, helps you digest beans and veg cruciferous veggies. Or you can get some Beano, which has alpha galactosidase and take two to three extra strength before you eat beans or cruciferous veggies. And it because helps you Because as you, all, as you right. age, you do Good not point. have the digestive yeah, right. enzymes. Right, so, so yeah. real simple, to treat constipation, number one, a healthy gut zone diet that I discuss in my gut zone book or the healthy keto book, which is low sugar, low carb, healthy keto diet with lots of veggies, salads, fiber, and olive oil, high polyphenol olive oil. Drink eight eight-ounce glasses of water a day throughout the day, but not at night. You don't want to get up and have to go urinate. Take fiber zone or psyllium husk fiber, provided you don't have irritable bowel or SIBO or SIFO where your belly's swelling. You want to hold off if you have that, but you need your fiber eventually. I take a heaping teaspoon of my fiber twice a day, and we have a large fiber zone 
that'll last for two months or over two months. So I love my fiber zone. It tastes delicious. That's we have only two one, flavors now. That's the only one my wife. We have lemon and lime good. and we have the berry. And take a daily probiotic. If you have a bad gut, you may need two. We're coming out with a 60 count bottle. We have a 30 count right now. If you're constipated, take at least two, two of these magnesium, 400 milligrams a day and then use a squatty potty and it's that simple okay okay and we're done <laughs> Thank a, lot, we are, a lot of info we are done a lot of information go to our website drcolbert.com divinehealth.com become a partner with us we thank you for listening and share the good news be sure and share the video with your friends and family and subscribe to it on our youtube channel that helps us grow it helps the information get out there and we really appreciate that. And Thank remember, you so much. you're fearfully and wonderfully made. God bless you. And we'll see you next month when we do our next series of podcasts. Let's heal the world. Amen. One person at a time. We can do this.